and welcome to the Dadcast. Today's show is a new baby special. There's another baby. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. So, Mr. Perkins, please tell me about your news over the last two months. Well, since we last uh, recorded a dad cast, my family of three has become a family of four. Hey! So we had the the lovely Emily B. Perkins in the middle of September. Yeah, life has uh, has changed somewhat dramatically, as you know, with two kids. It's kind of, you know, it's a handful, isn't it? Having having two, it's there's no there's no rest at all. At least you think with one, kind of you're kind of working an awful lot of the time, and then when you've got a second one, suddenly it's like ah, you don't really get much uh, downtime at all. But it's it's been absolutely uh, brilliant and lovely and and things like that now um to to go back to the last episode we did i don't remember when we did the last episode i had a daddy dilemma to be all daddy dilemmas do you remember this oh i remember it was a it was a massive one it was absolutely massive one yeah it was basically we're both actors uh rachel's an actor as well richard's an actor i'm an actor and commercials are the pot of gold for acting aren't they you know if you get a good commercial then that can kind of pay for you not working for many money months and uh, i did a commercial at the end of august uh, in germany for ikea and then they got back to me and said can we pencil you for another one a christmas one and the dates of that were going to be right over emily's birth date and then when when I spoke to Rachel about it, she was like straight away was like you've you've got to do it. Like the money that you would get for doing that would allow you to be at home for for loads of months. You know what I mean? So it's like you can miss the birth, mm. but then you can be at home for like a whole month afterwards and not have to worry about things. So, would you like to hear how the dilemma revealed itself? Well, I, you know, we're, we're we're waiting, we're waiting. Let's go for this because this is <laughs> this this is exciting. This has been a, a a couple of amazing months for you. So let's let's get straight into it, Mr. Perkins. <laughs> Well, luckily, they decided they didn't need me for the advert. So it was like, ah, thank goodness for that. So shame about not doing the ad, but also brilliant that I could uh, be there for the the birth. As it turned out, I would have been there for the birth anyway. So thinking about it, (laughs) suddenly realised I actually would have been good if I had done the advert. Um, No, but so both of yours, were they both natural births? Yes, they were. Oh, this is where Sophie's going to say no. Because uh, <laughs> now I'm thinking of it. Uh, yes, they were natural births, as in, yes, they were natural births. Yes, yeah, there were um, other and, issues, but yeah. they, it wasn't like There were other issues, but yeah, they were. No, 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 they were natural. Okay. How, well, how, yeah, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> well, well, Tilly had been natural, and with yeah. Emily, she'd been upside down. She'd been like, you know, just. Rachel sent me a picture. She had a scan at one point when I was doing a job, and um, she sent me a picture that where she'd drawn what the scan looked like and it looked like this baby was like it was doing a high kick it was like doing a chorus line or something with one leg in the air one leg down and so they tried to do a thing called the turning which sat it's as primitive and horrible as you imagine they literally have a doctor holding onto the bump and like trying to manhandle it like trying to physically turn the baby and uh, and and that didn't work out so this was still like you know nearly two weeks before the due date and and because our first had been two weeks late we thought oh we've got like a month before we're going to have this baby and uh, they tried to do the turning one Friday and then said the turning didn't work so you'd have to have a cesarean on Monday we're like what? So that <laughs> suddenly, oh my God, so, so the lady was not for turning. The lady was not for turning. We should have called her <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher. Um, 
So as it turned out, I mean, it was, actually, they couldn't see us on the Monday, so we we went in on the Wednesday, and it was going from a natural birth and all, you know, going in the middle of the night and yeah. then it dragging on for hours and hours and hours. With it was so bizarre having something as organised as a cesarean because like, I don't think we would have... We definitely didn't want to go in and have a cesarean, but, oh, my goodness, logistically, it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, the moment they said that we had a cesarean, like, we're definitely going to have a cesarean, it was almost like a, a weight had lifted off our shoulders because we had worked out so many different logistical possibilities. Like, if the baby's born on this day or that day, then um, Rachel's mum can come up and she can take over and look after Matilda while we're going to have the baby. Or if it happens on this day, we've got these friends. But, like, the, the people we were going to take Matilda to are 50 minutes away, five zero yeah. minutes away. Yeah. at the best of times and like if you're going in rush hour it could be a lot longer so to take Tilly there and then get back while Rachel's in labour would have been a nightmare so suddenly they were like yeah coming on Wednesday morning so it was like oh okay so Tuesday <laughs> night we took Tilly down and it just it felt just really organised like sort of booking into a hotel it was exactly you know, like you, booking into a hotel yeah, yeah. We, we turned up at half past eight for our check-in time I think they even <laughs> called it check-in time <laughs> And she was born at 10.30, like two hours. That's pretty good. That's good, isn't it? That's it's really, really good. good. Really good. And so, you know, that was that was great. I think if, you know, the first baby, I think it's great to have natural. But, oh, man, I can see why people with lots of money do have elective caesareans. Because <laughs> you might well, be admit, busy. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Well, you schedule it in, I guess. I mean, I've got me. I I saw the photo you you text uh, me uh, afterwards, and you both look fantastic. Yeah, you both. We had a brilliant sleep because Tilly wasn't even with us, so it was like we just had a brilliant sleep. Because I think you know, with Matilda, like we had been up the night before because all the contractions were going on. And then we had her at like 3 o'clock, 3.30 in the morning. So we'd been up another night. So by the time we went to bed that night, I mean, I'd been up for like three full days and was getting a bit delirious. But with Emily, it was back home and it was completely fine. The the people that had looked after Matilda had uh, kept her for that night. And then the day that Emily was born, they brought her back... And then, what was it, the next day I went in with Matilda to see the baby and then Rachel's brother came and met her and, and took her away for the day and sort of made her, you know, took her for lunch, took her for dinner so I could stay with Emily yeah. and Rachel for that second day until we were discharged. And we came back and it was about seven o'clock and mm-hmm. Rachel's brother was in the kitchen, a little bit stressed because Tilly was kind of like, you know, running around quite tired by now. He was trying to make her a bolognese and he looked around at me, just the first thing he said was... What is a baby bum and where can I find one? And the reason is, was when Tilly's, when Tilly's tired, she watches this programme on Netflix called Little Baby Bum. She is obsessed with it. And so she was just going, little baby bum, I want little baby bum. He's like, what's a little baby bum? Where can I find a little baby bum? But, um, but it's been, uh, Can I just say one thing that is brilliant about the day that Emily was born and also for anyone who is diabetic and having kids yeah 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 there's this brilliant thing someone i was working with in i think march had told me about it for diabetics and i don't think i've ever told you about it actually rich it's called the freestyle libra right no no not that you you know when i'm doing my diabetes stuff i have to um, prick my finger and do a little blood check to find out what my blood sugar is yeah yeah so you see me doing that well this is many times yeah this is a patch that you put on the back of your arm 
and it monitors your blood 24 hours. So you've got this little machine that you swipe up against it and it tells you not only what your blood is now, but it tells you if it's going up or going down or going flat or where it's, you know, where it's going, Mm. which is amazing. It's really expensive. On the day that Emily was born, they announced it was going on the NHS. Wow. From the 1st of November. And there's been a bit of a, I've been struggling for the last couple of weeks trying to get it and i think today we've finally actually um got them because they're really expensive they're like 50 quid each for these little things and they last a fortnight but they are brilliant i put one on just before emily was born and it's wonderful because i think this is for anyone who's diabetic it's i think people would realize when you're diabetic you've got to be a bit selfish and you've got to be considering how you feel all the time and you've got to be able to put everything down and check your blood if you don't feel right and it can happen instantly you can suddenly go don't feel right i need to stop everything and check my blood when you've got a baby you've got to be completely selfless and you've got Mm. to do whatever the baby wants and sometimes you can't you know especially when they're very little you can't just put them down and and spend a minute even, you know, you've got to be doing stuff with them. So this allows you to sort of just do it without having to stop anything. So I can just get this machine in my pocket, swipe over my arm and check what my blood is, you know, and I can, so it's Mm, been brilliant. It's been so different having Emily than it was having Matilda because of that, because I could just be a bit more selfish, selfless. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, sure. Uh, well, I, I can be selfish, but it doesn't it doesn't make me selfless. To yeah, her, which is no, no, not at all. That's um, amazing. And and I know there's lots of diabetics out there that don't even know this thing. Listen, I know there's loads of doctors out there that don't know. I was on the phone to the doctor today, explaining to him that it's been free on the NHS since the first of November, so like a fortnight, and he'd never even heard of the thing. So, uh, so, 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 Perky, how do, as, as a diabetic, how do you get that? You know, if, if you were to give some advice to other diabetics, how would you go and get about go about getting that now? Go and pester your doctor. Go and right. pester your doctor. There's a someone in the Department of Health that was tweeting about it called James O'Shaughnessy. And I sent him a message and he sent a message back saying, yes, it is now prescribable on the NHS. So go and pester your doctor and say, <laughs> in, in England and Wales, it is prescribable. So, you know, certain health departments, different councils um, yeah, yeah. Are, are trying to not give it out because they're trying to save money or whatever. But it's such a useful thing for diabetics and it does kind of save money in the long that, run, I think, with diabetics. Well, that is that is fantastic and, and fantastic advice. And just to, to remind people that they are listening to the uh, Perky Man Dadcast, we've got this special <laughs> of uh, Alexander Perkins' uh, birth of his new daughter, Emily. And we're talking all things birth. And I want to know, Perky, I know you've got loads to say and, and yeah. it's, it, this one's over to you, it really is. But I'm just wondering, did you go through that sort of four-day slump when I know people after sort of about four or five days they they hit a bit of a wall i remember with with certainly with um with phoebe we, we were watching uh woody allen's bananas and um <laughs> it, it, it it suddenly hit and i remember sort of cracking open a, a can or, or four of carlsberg which is bad in itself because it's carlsberg it's, it's not <laughs> not particularly great uh, beer but um uh, i remember sort of things going sort of being bad that day it, have you did you hit that at all no i don't think we did um, I can't even remember those days very well. <laughs> Already such a long time ago. Yeah, it does feel like a long well, it is, time isn't ago. it? In, in terms of bringing up a child, it's like you know, a few weeks ago. It's like it's months ago, months ago. Uh, no, I don't think we did. I think there's two reasons why. I think I did things a bit different with with this birth than the first one. I don't know if you had the same thing. Like with when when Matilda was a baby, those many many years ago, or two two and a mm. half years ago. I remember in the night whenever. 
she'd wake up for a feed, I remember the first thing I'd do, I would, I would jump out of bed and I would go and pick up Matilda and I would change her nappy and then I would pass her over to Rachel and Rachel would feed her and I'd sort of perch myself at the end of the bed waiting for the feed to finish and then I would take her and I would rock her to sleep and I would sing to her and then I would put her down and then I'd get back into bed, right? And it would mm-hmm. just be all through the night, just all of this. And so we'd all be, you know, we'd both be zombies all the way through. And uh, I made the decision, I think... I don't know if it was a joint decision or if I just decided myself, but I thought I need to be awake for Matilda. So I'm going to just back out of like nighttime stuff. I do wake up occasionally when, when Rachel, but often I sleep through and I know that Rachel's going to lean over, grab her, feed her, stick her back in. We don't even rock her or sing to her or anything like that. We just put it back in, <laughs> let her just drop off by herself. But I didn't feel as kind of tired in the morning, you know, as much as I yeah, did with yeah. Matilda. So I don't think I had that kind of uh, just zombie thing that new parents get. And then also a different thing this time was that Rachel's mum and dad had um, they'd booked a holiday at the beginning of the year. It was so it was so cringy because they turned around and told us, this is like a week before we had our 12-week scan. <laughs> and they said, we're going to go on holiday to Malta in the autumn. And we said, oh, what what kind of dates are you thinking about? And they went, <laughs> thinking about, we were really assertive and we've booked it. So they were away <laughs> for the whole first week. And then they came right. back. So oh, they, right. they came back off after like, you know, on day uh, six or seven. And so Rachel's mum then stayed for a week. So suddenly like the second week was a whole lot different from the first week. And it was like, a, mm. you know, so I don't think we had that, that slump that, that people do. What did you do to kind of get out of that slump? Or was that something that just had to happen for a few days? No, the, well, the first, uh, the first one, as I said, I remember it, th- there was a. Um, we woke up and there was a flood in the kitchen as well, and Soph walked down with Phoebe. I think actually, I think we might have mentioned this on a couple of years ago on an episode, but uh, she walked down and suddenly screeched because the kitchen was completely flooded. And obviously, holding a baby of, of sort of four days old when it's your first, oh my it's, God, yeah. it's the most. Um, you know, everything's really sort of fragile and you're not too sure how to hold them and everything. So anyway, we were able to get um, that sorted. got my, my brother-in-law who's, uh, who owns a plumbing firm actually to, to sort all that out and that was fine. I think we just sort of rode it out and we both hit a slump and he rode it out. But with Georgia, I just, you know, funny, isn't it? The second one. Can't remember. I, 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 I don't. I don't know if we went through it because I think you're you're so attuned to the first one and to knowing that's what happened with the first one or that's what that you just plough through it. You know. I think. Um, yeah, it's really interesting how the sort of the mind um, almost works things out ahead of of things. And, and George has certainly not been necessarily an easy child, but we've dealt with certain things in in a different way. You know, it's so, funny, isn't it? Because um, I think mm. leading up to Emily being born, I don't know if you had this actually when when Georgia was young. Her name is wasn't probably Georgia. It was probably like a pause and then Georgia. Whenever I say the word oh, Emily, yeah. it's always like it's still a pause before I say it. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, do, it, do, it doesn't feel quite right yet, does it? It's like oh, I've got no. another uh, another child, and their name is uh, oh, oh yes, that's it. <laughs> that's what we call it, Emily. So it's like Emily. Yes. <laughs> Um, but leading up to it, I think I'm not going to remember anything about having a child. And I think a lot of dads, if dads are listening now that are expecting their second child. I bet a lot of them are thinking, I can't remember how this works. And I was trying to work out things. I was kind of sitting there kind of going, so what do I do? How do I do this? And I think you do remember a hell of a lot more than you think you're going to remember. And as you say, like some things you're going to just do differently anyway, but you work it out. But it's funny how much more mature I feel now, even though it's only two years since having Matilda. Like, having Emily, I do feel like 
I do feel more like a dad rather than just someone winging it like I did with Matilda. <laughs> do you know what I mean, ra- though? Ra- rather than the sort of the friendly uncle. He's like, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I'm, a, I'm, a real, I'm a real dad now. I've got, I got two of them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Look, there's so much still to talk about, but I feel like I want to move on to the, the next thing. But there's, well, there's, there's so much that happened since Emily was born. I, we'll well, have to do this on another episode. Well, I tell you what, we'll come back next week and we'll talk more. I, I you know, to be honest, we, we can talk loads, and I, and I, you know, I want to, I want to. I think it's really important to to talk about the birth and and how Emily is whilst it's happening. So I kind of I want to give you as much as as possible, Perky. No, um, it's not that we want to talk about her call the midwife appearance. <laughs> oh, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Over to you. Keep going. Come on. Keep going. <laughs> oh no, I thought I thought another episode. I don't know. Should I should I do it now? I can do well, it yeah, now. Why not? What? Let's just let's just pack it in. Let's okay. pack it in. Come on. So the first people we told uh, about Emily being born were not parents. It was the casting director for Call the Midwife. Now, that's a lie. It was actually after we told parents, but probably before we told friends. <laughs> but, um, so years ago, so in 2014, I did a Call the Midwife and we got Matilda booked on as a birth baby when she was very young, but then it all got cancelled yeah. last minute. Yeah, I remember. Because she was too big. Do you remember that? She was like two mm, weeks do, old and she was that, too yeah. big. So I said to Rachel, I said, look, we're going to tell them about Emily like before she gets too big. <laughs> <laughs> so we told them and um, there was a bit of to and fro in and they kept on wanting photos. So we took loads of photos of her and then there was one that they had her in mind for and then that fell through. And then like the week later, there was going to be another one. And anyway, they kept on asking for more photos and we kept on trying to make, you know, take photos of Emily as cute as she possibly could look. And then <laughs> on her four week birthday, she did her first bit of filming. she's done three jobs so far and she's not wow she's only nine weeks old but on a four-week birthday she did a call the midwife right so rachel went along with her four weeks since having a cesarean so rachel's still you know a a bit a bit sore yeah maybe that's an understatement i'm gonna get trouble for this not a bit sore she was very (laughs) sore and and possibly not then emotional but you know you don't want to uh, upset of course anyway when you go on set and call the midwife with a baby. And the, the baby, it's like so reverential. You know, everyone goes quiet. Everyone just stops working when the baby comes on set. The midwife that's there is really good at looking after everybody. If anyone is about to touch the child, to hold the child, any actors, she'll make sure that they've had anti-back, you know, wash on their hands. All right. Everyone is very, everyone lowers their voice. It's not like a crazy, crazy film set. So Rachel goes on set and... I was going to say, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to say about this, but then, you know, we're just talking amongst friends here, aren't we? Oh, it's just you and and I, Perky, and and a couple of microphones. That's all it is. It really is. Come on. And if anyone wants to check out listening figures, they'll know it's not even friends. It's less than friends. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so the the doctor, Steve McGann, is there and he's going, oh, Emily, isn't she lovely? Oh, beautiful Emily. Lovely Emily. Fantastic. Then they turn over to film the the scene. He picks her up and his line is, it's a boy. (laughs) So Rachel's a bit like, oh, how dare they? She's cast as a boy. (laughs) And then he hands her over to the person playing the mum. And she turns around and she goes, oh, he looks just like me grandfather Fergus. And he was a bare knuckle fighter. (laughs) And then Steve McGann takes Emily back and says, yeah, but don't worry, he'll grow into his looks. I mean, how offensive. 
How offensive is that? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's great. It's that is. <laughs> just offensive. I'll have to let you know. It's, it's on later in the series. It's at the end of the series, so we'll, we'll definitely. Let me know. Um, well, so I know Soph up. watches all of them, and I've I've, I've watched quite a few of them so, uh, with uh, with her. So definitely, <laughs> that. I don't I don't know if that's worse than being a you know cut out of an advert. Well, yeah, yeah, as, yeah as an yeah. actor, you know, you, you get you got cut out of an advert, but you still got paid, or, or you you get cast as a, as a as a as a male or female. Uh, and you're the vice versa. Although Perky, come on, we're in a different world now. It's gender neutral. Gender so neutral. We should just, gender fluid. Come on, we're, we're you know we're we're the wrong generation here. It's gender neutral. It should not matter. It, it should not matter. matter. Well, it's you know a the, person. The next week though, we she had another job, and it was on a sitcom. We didn't know anything about the sitcom. Googled it the night oh. before, and I was like, Rach, oh no, this could be worse. This could be worse than the bare knuckle fighting. It's uh, a sitcom written by and starring Carl Pilkington. Oh, yep. You know, oh, you know yes. yeah. Oh, I certainly do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what Ricky Gervais used to say about Cole Pilkington's appearance? Uh, what was it? It was head like an effing egg, right? He used to always say <laughs> head like an effing egg, right? I said, Rach, no, Rach, you're going to get on set and Emily's going to be playing like in a flashback a baby version of Carl <laughs> Luckily, luckily it wasn't that. Luckily it wasn't that. But could you imagine? That would have been oh, worse. That, all that third one? Oh, no, the third one, okay. <laughs> the third one was, uh, she was just an extra in this one. Um, oh, God. Very disappointing. No, it was another Call the Midwife, but it was just like a uh, like a clinic scene. So different mum. Right, right. And yeah. um, and just kind of in a, in a group with, I think, four or five other kids. So, uh, yeah, sadly, nothing nothing that exciting. So, so has, hang on, has Emily got her own agent? Oh, yeah. No, no, well, yes, kind of, kind of. She kind of looked after... By somebody, she's had more work than Rachel and I put together. That's amazing. So, but it involves obviously either yourself or Rach, you know, chaperoning. Well, chaperoning, be, being a parent, I guess. Yeah, but you get you get a fee for that as well. Really? We oh. think if we worked it all out, what with the hand-me-down clothes from Matilda, what with only drinking milk that's naturally produced <laughs> and free off of Mummy's nips. And the the fact that she's been doing, you know, these these acting jobs. So she's making more money than she's consuming. I think she is. <laughs> she is a very shrewd business investment so far. That's amazing. <laughs> Hello. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Perky and Man Dadcast. Listen, we should probably go in a minute, but I just want to talk about the dream toys event i go to this thing every year and it's it's a great event it's in london and basically it's journalists and the toy industry talking about the 12 biggest toys that are coming out for christmas so if you're looking for toy ideas for your little one then they've they've got it and now there's there's loads i don't want to go through all the toys that they've been talking about but what i did is i went through and found of those 12 the ones i thought were the five Best dad-friendly toys. Now these are Ooh, ones yeah, I like that. That, that you can put up with, playing with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and some of them ones that you might want to send your kid to bed to play with because um, sounds of, good. A couple of good ones. I've, I've put them all on Instagram and Twitter, so have a check on that if you want to see pictures. But 
Are you ready for the top five, Richard? I now? am ready. Let's start the countdown. And uh, Mr. Perkins, let's go with the top five starting from now. Number five in my pick of the top five dad friendly toys for this Christmas is called Laser X from Character Options. Now, this is a toy. Uh, can you imagine uh, like a uh, laser tag, you know, laser quest? Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. you've got uh, like a laser gun, you've got a little laser pack, but you don't have to go into that stinky old room with all the other kids <laughs> yeah oh fantastic i like it i like it it costs that's 50 great. quid though that's quite a lot isn't it <laughs> toys are expensive uh, number yeah. four do you remember from when you were probably not even a teen when you were a baby do you remember stretch armstrong stretch armstrong no i don't stretch armstrong no. this, this little toy he looks a bit like hulk hogan or someone oh and... i do remember you stretch the arms and legs yeah Yes, I remember. Yeah. Well, he's back. He's back. And they've really? got different versions. You've got Batman ones as well. And they've also got this weird one where you suck like a baddie that you have to like suck all the air out and then he moves a bit differently. But he's back. 21 hey. quid. Hey. Sounds good. good <laughs> it's weird, a good stress, A good stress releaser there. Absolutely. It's a good one to play with. But yeah. He's got blonde hair and very dark eyebrows. So I think collars and cuffs don't match on him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Right, number three. <laughs> number three. <laughs> from Hasbro. You know, every year they've got one of those messy games to play with all the family, like the pie face yeah. and things. Yeah, 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 yeah. This year, Toilet Trouble. Oh, what's that? What the hell is that? <laughs> it's like a toilet, and you have to flush the chain, and then if you flush it at the wrong time, then it sprays you in the face. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good fun, is it? It's good fun. It's all right. <laughs> Oh, great. <laughs> I was trying to get the girl on the stand to show me how it worked, and she was like, just do the flush. So I flushed it, and I flushed it about five times. I was like, nothing's happening. You have a go. So she flushed it once and got a face full. <laughs> <laughs> At number two, yeah. fingerlings. Right. right. These are little toy monkeys that fit on your <laughs> finger. Right, okay. Right. <laughs> so they just hang off your finger. They're great. <laughs> right, what do you do with them? Yep. If you stroke them, they kind of make a little noise. And if you talk to them, they'll. If you put your hand over their face, they'll sing or say, I don't know. They're monkeys, Rich. They're monkeys. Okay. They hang on your finger. What more do you want? No, that sounds great. That sounds great. And what is number one? You know me. Star Wars BB 8 Lego, Rich. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It's always good. That sounds me. good. The only thing yeah. is, though, with this, like, it's. It's quite expensive. It's BB-8, the droid. Let's see how much it costs. It's, uh... It costs eighty four ninety nine. Eighty four ninety nine. that is a lot. But it's an investment, and it's an investment not only for the child or children, but for the father as well. Yeah. So, so you know, if you, uh, if you split that between the three of you, that's under 30 quid per, per person. And that's, and that's not, that in your house, to be fair, that's not taken into account Rach, and I'm sure Rach would like that as well. So Rachel actually, would love yeah, it. Let's do it. You're, there, you're looking at 20 quid each. Fine. Fine. Go for it. Fine. <laughs> it's one of those things that you, you build it once, and then I bet the kid's going to be trying to make, you know, like a, a house or a swing out of it. And you're like, no, yeah. put those back. That is BB 8. You cannot use it for anything well, else. I guess what you need to do is for that kind of Lego, you need to, whilst you're making it, you're gluing it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, like a once only. <laughs> can I just say one other thing that I saw that actually I think yeah. is brilliant? You might like this. Uh, do your do your girls play with Lego at all? Oh yeah, they love it. Absolutely love it. Well, there's this thing called Maker, and it's Lego tape. Right. So it's sellotape, but what? with the little knobbly bits yeah. on it. So if you wanted to sort of like Ooh. put a little strip on the wall, and then you could stick things on it, like or whatever you want, you can just 
It's like a roll of tape. That's really good. It's brilliant. That's fun. And is it made by Lego? It's not, but it is. Um, it says compatible somewhere. with Lego. Yeah, yeah. What does it say? It says it's got one of those things that says like um, block toy compatible. You know, one of those. Oh, things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they yeah. can't say Lego, but they use a word that kind of means yeah Lego. But it's very, very good. Oh, that sounds fantastic. So they are your top five, and they and they are on um, Instagram and 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 Twitter. Yeah, check them out. And and cool. as with last year, I've got this massive goodie bag. If anyone wants anything, particularly like boy stuff, <laughs> just send me a message through <laughs> Dadcast at Dadcast UK, and just say what your kids into because I've got a bag full of things. But um, of, of course, obviously, being gender gender neutral, uh, you know, we, 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 it's, there's no actual boy stuff now. Perky, obviously, isn't there? There's not at all. I mean, you know, girls play with boys stuff, and boys play with girls stuff, and, and that, everything. That is very true. Just, but if yeah, you've so got a girl that likes transformers <laughs> and guns, <laughs> then let me know. <laughs> There we go. So that's just one of the oh, I, noisy things in the uh, in the bag this year. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, Mr. Perkins, <laughs> it has been fantastic talking to you. Sort of the tip of the iceberg, really, of stuff that we could talk about. But we will talk about a lot more. And, and let's hear about how everything is going yeah. with lovely Emily. Uh, absolutely. I mean, there's, I'm just going to say some words to tease what we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. More filming. Mm. Hidden Gruffalos. Door Hinge. Robert the Robot. And Pneumonia. Lots of... Uh, doesn't sound like much lots. fun stuff, does it? No, why do, no, it's intriguing. It's intriguing. I like it. I like it. You're, you're hooking us in. Hooking us in. And as always, Rich, it's been, it's been lovely to talk at you for the... <laughs> That's been great. I had a very easy job. I've, been, I've just been listening and, and, and been uh, entertained. So thank you very much, Mr Perkins. I enjoyed that. I've, uh, I just opened my mouth and didn't stop, really. But... Um... <laughs> Yeah, thank you for indulging me. And, uh, no, pleasure. I will and we see will speak- you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, fantastic. In a couple of weeks. All right, take care yourself. Bye. Bye. Subscribe to the Perky and Man Dadcast on iTunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one. Get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com, by tweeting at dadcastuk, or by visiting facebook.com forward slash dadcastuk.com.